Hello, I am Dr. Paul Sombataro. Welcome to the first podcast from the American Academy of Primary Care Psychologists on Emotional Budgeting. My educational background includes a doctorate in neurobehavioral psychology, as well as working as a school psychologist and involved in private practice. I have worked with countless children conducting cognitive testing, which has provided me a unique insight into how the brain functions. This is the beginning of a podcast series that includes a revolutionary program increasing the functioning by assessing the brain's need to organize itself. The word revolutionary is carefully chosen. In this current time and place when human beings are emotionally overwhelmed, we have started the first of its kind training process to increase the brain's ability to organize its emotions in a balanced way. Generally speaking, we are trained to organize ourselves financially from a young age. Balancing and understanding money management is at least known, if not practiced, by everyone. We have left the emotional training to culture. We rely on culture and unwritten verbal rules in society to confirm such things as personal boundary space, respect, self-esteem, and general rules that regulate our interactions without having to make choices or decisions. Cultural norms have been the parameters determining our emotional management. The speed of cultural change has reduced the structure of expectations and is increasingly imperfect means to provide a sustainable emotional support for everyone. The gaps are everywhere. When I hear the question, what makes a person snap? For example, why would a young man enter a school with a gun, hurt and mortally wound classmates? Cause and effect trail seemingly leads to a clear cognitive functioning issues because of being emotionally overwhelmed, including the difficulty this young man likely faced, untangling the Gordian knot of emotional turmoil, leading to poor decision-making capability with tragic consequences. It is apparent when a young student goes on a violent rampage that this is a system-wide failure or a gap in the system that was not available to identify an issue in a young person before they reach a point of no return. A clear result of hindsight of a tragic consequence is that we can identify the inability of the individual to make a rational decision. The emotional budget program is designed to provide the brain support to untangle and allow the brain to file and organize, lowering the direct stress the brain has elevated in a cry for help. This is a program can be started at a young age, teaching a person how to organize relationships, events, community demands in a way that empowers everyone, changing cognitive functioning in positive ways. The program provides a format to organize information as it is presented to them while training the brain to categorize and balance information to lower stress and anxiety. This is the brain revolution I'm speaking of. We as parents, practitioners, and human beings can't expect a single system to be all things to all people but we can essentially relearn how to balance emotions in line items like balancing a checkbook. At this moment in time, I would encourage all parents, teachers, 
and or caretakers who think they know or are in care of young adults, children, and students who may be at risk, who are vulnerable due to feeling emotionally overwhelmed in their environment, such as school, home, or due to specific traumatic event. Support these children by introducing the Emotional Budget Workbook. Results can be seen by working in the workbook only 15 to 20 minutes each day for six to eight weeks. Parents and teachers can encourage completion by helping participants to understand and follow the examples. The outcome from completing the Emotional Budget Workbook is what we would expect when we fill in a financial planner, only in this case for emotions. The process of completing a financial plan does not necessarily solve a financial problem, but it does identify by line how the money is being spent. This is our expectation for the workbook only for emotions, thus our name for the program, the emotional budget. When the process has been completed, just like the budget planner, a person is able to review by line the results of where and how their feelings have been generated. By being able to review the relationships by line, specific emotional issues can be clearly identified. Is at that moment an individual can make a much more informed decision with less emotional noise, increasing the individual's ability to function and work through day-to-day tasks. Why it works. The emotional budget program works because the brain has an organ, like the heart or kidney, has a function to perform, no matter our awareness of our mind's abilities. It wants to function at an optimum level no matter the environment. The brain is linked to every nerve and sensory pathway in the body. Imagine that each data coming in and going out as we would a computer data in ones and zeros. Imagine that we add sensory data through our eyes, ears, nose, taste, and touch. Imagine all these data points are included in the need for the brain to process to conclude to or react to. Now we include our ability to sift this information to make an informed decision, an opinion, and or to ignore the information. Thankfully, we depend on much of this information processing to be automatic. The question should be, where is the boundary between our conscious and automatic functions? As you might wonder, the brain is trying to figure that out as well. When the brain handles functioning items automatically, life feels smooth, such as the heartbeat, and when it depends on us to make conscious decisions, we might begin to feel overwhelmed. Imagine when information is coming in faster than it can be processed, either automatically or consciously. The result of data coming into the brain faster than it can be processed results and the brain's cry for help through the process of physiological reactions. The reaction most of us are aware of is the increased level of stress and anxiety. Let's take a minute to review the implications of diversity in regards to the human population. Diversity is predominantly represented by a bell curve in all kinds of ways, including brain function. 
ability of an individual to adapt to, manage, or successfully navigate the incoming information in any given environment can be viewed through the prism of a bell curve. There are usually a group of individuals who best fit that moment in time to their environment, and as the diversity increases, there is a corresponding decrease in optimum abilities for any given demand. This can result in fewer individuals meeting a narrow range of institutional expectations. Flattening the bell curve means a greater variety of abilities, but with less specific traits that is better than the rest of the group. The crucial benefit of thy diversity is that the environment is always shifting its demands, and the traits identified with the best fit in the moment will at times no longer serve the individual to adapt to the new changes in their environment, but increases the chances that the others will be able to adapt to the new changes. The wide diversity of adaptation constantly leaves gaps and holes that we have tried to compensate for over time. What have we done in the past to compensate for changes in the environment? One of my favorite examples to our adaptation of changing demands is the invention of eyeglasses. With the pressing demand to read to increase our function in society, many of us have experienced deteriorating ability to see, so much so we would be considered disabled and have no ability to function in our workforce if we did not compensate with classes. Another example would be our current education system that includes demands such as spending six to eight hours in an enclosed classroom. A wide range of students struggle to learn in our current academic environment. By law, federal law, special education seeks to identify and provide individualized learning plans. These programs are often limited by budget and regulation limitations are often not allowed to address the root causes, but only the academic development. When a child feels emotionally overwhelmed, the educational response is generally, generally to allow the student time away from learning demands of the classroom, lowering their overall ability to succeed. While we have made great inroads meeting these challenges by supporting the physical disabilities with such instruments as eyeglasses and wheelchairs, there have been very few supports on a large scale to provide cognitive functioning tools to help us adapt to the ever-changing social environmental demands. These demands include increased information that is not necessary for our immediate survival, but needed to advance our social standing. They include information from multiple electronic platforms, all of which adds a greater demand on the brain to process more and more information. Depending on the brain's functional ability to meet the immediate situational demands, the brain may at any given moment become emotionally overwhelmed and or overwhelmed with just data that needs to be processed, possibly resulting in physiological reactions that range from lashing out at others, anger, depression, crying, defiance, shutting down, and many, many other behaviors we consider mental health disorders. The emotional budget is a workbook that reflects the practical results I expect for those who complete the program. 
This philosophy of practicality stems from my background in the field of wildlife biology, my doctorate in neurobehavioral psychology, and our American culture that encourages individuals to forge new ideas into practical results. Our fight is with ourselves, our ability to balance emotions against actions, to understand ourselves, and to reduce our pain and suffering caused by stress and anxiety. The workbook provides the foundation and training the brain to categorize emotions while helping to optimize the brain organizing abilities and increasing overall cognitive functioning. My next podcast will be directed to special education, educators, administrators to reach our most valuable assets, our children, training the mind to organize emotions to make better choices with lower stress and anxiety. Consultations are available through my website. I invite you to schedule an appointment consultation regarding emotional budgeting, and I offer weekly sessions while working through the process at www.emotionalbudgeting.com for parents, caregivers, individuals, and educators. Copies of the book are available digitally on Kindle and in paperback on Amazon.com. Welcome to the Brain Revolution. Until next time, this is Dr. Paul Sampataro.